are listening to the Oracle of Light podcast. I am your host, Shauna DeMellon. If you are looking to make the connection with your son or daughter on the other side, I invite you to check out my website at livealifeyoulove.org and have a look at my program, Growing Up in Heaven, where I share the exact seven steps that I went through to reestablish my connection with my son, Jack. And it has brought me such joy to be able to share this program out into the world. And I am just honored to be a part of your journey. And I thank each and every one of you for listening, for joining me in this sacred space. I always tell mothers who listen to the podcast, uh, you know, I always tell them when you're listening to the shows, your child is right along there with you. And if you have multiple children on the other side, they're all there with you. And we create this beautiful, beautiful sacred space where all of that love is still available, where you can start to experience your child even more. And I keep getting all these messages from others around the world sharing with me what their signs are from their child. Uh, that is one of one of the beautiful things that I love to share with people um, who who come to me, you know, for readings, uh, classes. Is I love to let them know what the signs are from their children to look out for those signs. And what's amazing is, you know, I've shared this on other episodes before um, that my sign from my son Jack it started out as heart rocks, and I would find them everywhere, and I find them to this day. And my house is filled with them. They're just, they're, they're, they're my favorite thing ever. Um, and recently um, I started to see blue butterflies everywhere. It's like, I just, they just kept popping up like images on my computer or I'd be on Instagram and there would be all these butterflies. And um, yeah, there was a medium that I, I chatted with about a week ago and she said, your son, Jack is here and he's, he's got all these blue butterflies and I turned and I looked and I opened my hand and Jack placed a blue butterfly in my hand. So um, for those of you who are new to me, uh, I have the word believe tattooed on my left forearm and I have a, a blue flower that is for my daughter, Emma. And uh, she's, she's 17. She's a grown up now. She's a grown, a grown, grown up woman. Um, she's a beautiful young woman. And I always wanted to add something for my son, Jack. And I didn't know what that was. I thought, would I, you know, have his name? I'm not even sure. I, I've seen people with um, heart rock tattoos. And I was like, mm, no, I, those are beautiful. They just, it just didn't feel right. And so what I've realized is that it's going to be a blue butterfly that I'll put on my wrist. And that's for my Jack. That's for my sweetheart. So in today's episode, I'm going to share with you five things that I've learned since losing my son, Jack. Uh, for those of you who don't know, um, my husband and I at the time, uh, we had decided to have another baby. And um, I, I had a very prolonged, difficult delivery with my daughter, Emma. And um, the, uh, the first four years of her life um, were also very, very difficult. Um, what we didn't know was that she had, she had a severe blockage 
her her tonsils are, and adenoids were both so enlarged um, that this poor little baby girl didn't sleep through the night for the first four years. And that meant that mom and dad also didn't sleep through the night for those first four years. Um, it was it was very difficult and we didn't understand what was going on. And we tried formulas and we tried different sleep apparatuses and we had her in the bed with us and we had her in her own bed. And, you know, different people said, do this. And different people said, do that. And I kept thinking there's something, there, there's something we're missing. So we finally went to see uh, a pediatrician and she is the one who, who sent us to the specialists and, and they were able to see what was going on. And so they said, she, she needs to have surgery. And um, after the surgery, uh, I remember she slept for 16 hours straight I kept waking up hour after every hour on the hour, I would wake up and, and, and look at her and watch to make sure her chest was rising. I was just, I, you know, and everyone kept saying, you know, you know, go sleep, go sleep. It's okay. Go sleep. No, 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 no. I had to, I had to stay up and, and make sure that she was okay because I hadn't slept through the night in four years. So we hadn't planned to have another baby because things with Emma were so, um, so challenging. And we just thought, you know, we were blessed, you know, she was our miracle baby. Um, my husband at the time had, uh, he'd had a vasectomy years before we had met and he had a reversal so that we could have her. So she was like our miracle baby. And she's named after my grandmother, Emma. My grandmother, Emma was my favorite person, hands down. I just have my love of baking from her. Um, yeah, just, she was my favorite person. So um, even before, even before Emma was born, I, I, I just knew, I knew it was a girl and um, she was Emma. So we came to a point in our, our world, you know, it, I remember Emma saying things like, mom, why don't you have another baby in your tummy? Mom, why, you know, why isn't my brother here? What's going on? I mean, cause she, you know, all these, all these children, you know, see spirit and they don't have any point of view around it, that it's, it's crazy. It's scary. It's bad. It's wrong. They just, they just see spirit, you know, like, like I did when I was a little girl, I called them the see-through people. They were everywhere. I saw them everywhere, but not everyone saw them. Um, so we had made the choice, made the decision to go through in vitro because I had had a tubal after, um, after we'd had Emma, I had a tubal. And I thought, that's it. I just, I can't, you know, I just, I can't go through that again. That was just, it was, it was so difficult. And I thought, you know what, I just, I'm happy to have my baby girl and, and that's it. But yeah, there was this stirring in my soul for another baby. And um, six months before we officially started with in vitro, um, Jack would come in all the time. He was just a part of our world. And uh, my husband at the time, he named him. He's like, his name is Jack. And I, I said, yeah, we're going to have a boy. And um, we were thrilled. And we told our family, our friends, everyone knew that we were going to have another baby. And Jack was in my dreams. He was there constantly. Energetically, he was there. I felt him with me all the time. And things didn't go according to plan with the in vitro. It um just didn't didn't pan out the way that the way that I thought it would uh, had hoped it would and it's like my world just 
completely shifted in a heartbeat. Um, you know, losing Jack was just my deepest loss, just my deepest loss. It just, you know, and people often say, you know, losing a child, losing a child is you're losing the hopes and the dreams and the promises you're losing, you know, watching them grow up. And that varies from, from mother to mother. And that, that varies from child to child because I, you know, I've, I've had the privilege and the honor of, of working with families that have lost, um, you know, children through miscarriage, stillborn births, um, suicide, trauma, accidents, illness. Um, I have worked with thousands, thousands of parents uh, over the years. And, you know, there are some people that say you never get over it. You never heal from it. But I, I don't, I don't believe that's true. Um, I don't think it's something that you focus on getting over. For me, it was moving through it. I, I had to figure out a way to move through it and make sense of my world again. And we'll delve into, um, you know, those top five things that I learned since the loss of Jack that, that maybe will help you find some solace, maybe will help your, your heartache, maybe will help you to understand that there is, there is more, there's so much more that we can experience even without our children here in the physical with us. And so, yeah, you know, and I, I say to, I say to mothers all the time, I've, I, um, a lot of mothers that have had miscarriages uh, will come to me and because I understand exactly what that feels like. And our society doesn't, it doesn't give us a space to share. It's almost like, okay, well, what's the, it's not a big deal. Just try again, try again. It wasn't real. You could adopt, you could do all sorts of different things. And I love to give those women a voice. I love to give them a safe place where I hold their heart and allow them to just openly share it to, it's like I gave them, I give them a safe place for their wounds, for their hurts, for their heartache, their heartbreak, their sorrow. And I've often said, I wish, I wish I could take a picture of, of people at the beginning, at the beginning of their session. And then again, at the end of their session, because to be able to witness such shifts and changes in people, um, honoring their loss, honoring the pain that they're in, honoring their child, children on the other side. It's just, it's such a beautiful gift that I'm, I'm blessed to be a part of. And, um, you know, losing a child is, is like, it's a loss like no other. I've lost a spouse. I've lost um, friends, family. I've lost fur babies. And nothing prepared me for losing Jack. Absolutely nothing. Um, and people don't know what to say. It's like they, yeah, they just don't know what to say. Not everyone has the capacity to hold that space for a mother who has lost a child. And this isn't to, you know, I'm not forgetting about the fathers, the dads that, that have, that have lost children as well. Not at all. Um, just the, the primary focus of the work that I do is with mothers. And 
you know, this, this type of loss is, it's a loss that is misunderstood by many, many, many people, you know, people would say to me, well, you're a medium, just connect with him, but I couldn't. And I've shared that on other episodes where I was just instantly catapulted into shock. I couldn't even process that he wasn't coming in. I couldn't process that I wasn't going to carry him to full term and give birth to him and, and bring him into this life. I just, I was instantly catapulted into shock and I, I'm, I, I'd be willing to bet that my heart closed that day. It just literally shut. It was just, it was such, such devastation and such a loss. Um, and, you know, on my good days, the lingering pain from losing Jack was still there. It was just, just kind of under the surface. And in time, I was able to hide it a little bit better. It's like I was, um, it wasn't on the forefront of my mind as much as I learned to, you know, work through the grief and work through the mourning. And if you haven't, um, if you haven't listened to any of the other episodes, the recent episodes, especially the one with Maria, um, we talked about grief and mourning. They're completely different things. They're not the same thing. And, you know, she has helped me to understand that. And it's such a beautiful gift that I can share with other people. Um, that episode is, uh, I apologize. I don't, I, I meant to write down uh, when we recorded that it's, it's this year. So if you go back through the episodes, it's there. Maria does beautiful, beautiful grief work. So grieving is the internal expression. Grieving is, uh, you know, the thoughts and the feelings and uh, the pain. The grieving is just the internal expression of that loss. Mourning is the ex, or sorry, grieving is the internal, yes, and mourning is the external. And so mourning, oftentimes you'll see people that will wear black, they're in mourning, they cry. Um, there, there's just a deep, deep sorrow that you can see on their face. They're, they're expressing their loss um, externally. And then as we move from grieving into mourning, we come to a place where we accept and we reconcile. And it's an opportunity for us to realize that we can have a different connection. We can have a different relationship with our child, with these children on the other side. They are growing up in heaven. That's what I'm shown Younger children that cross over, I see them growing up. My Jack, he would have been nine this year. I see a happy little nine-year-old that comes in and dances around and gives me kisses and hugs. Um, so I always see children growing up on the other side. And older children who have lost their lives or um, you know, have departed for any number of reasons, um, I typically see them at their age. Um, that's, that's just what I have experienced as a medium. And um, it's just, it's just a beautiful, beautiful experience for me to be able to connect into that and, and share it. And it's um, yeah, it's just, it's just such an incredible experience. Um, here's what I know from my nine years of meandering through the inconceivable. Number one, love never dies. Never, 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 never. What I know without a fathom of a doubt is that Jack's love will never die. He's with me all the time. I feel that love all the time, each and every day. And with our children on the other side, they're connected into the universal energies. They're connected into everything. 
the limitless possibilities, the, they're connected into such beautiful, unconditional love. And as we make those connections with our children, we too can feel that. And it helps with our healing. It helps us to understand and move, move on in a different way through our life. Our, our children are so excited to make the connection with us. And, and, and they're so excited when they know, you know, when we know what the signs are from them, they're so excited. So, 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 so excited. Um, and I know that Jack's love continues to live on in my heart, like each and every day that love never dies, never dies. Our babies, our babies and our children, they're no longer in their physical body, but that love is always there. Always, always. And my hope is that every mother who has lost a child or has children growing up in heaven, that they will find a safe space to share their loss. You know, sharing child loss has become taboo in our culture. And I share my loss of Jack as a way of opening up the dialogue with the hopes that these unimaginable losses are honored. And I can't tell you the number of women who have come to me over the years um, who have had miscarriages and I'm able to tell them you will always be that child's mother. Energetically, that child lived in your heart for so long, even before conception, that that soul was a part of your journey. That soul, that soul will be your child for eternity. Nothing can change that. You will be that child's mother for eternity. Nothing can change that. And that love never dies. It never goes away. It never fades. There was someone that said, um, if I don't keep saying my daughter's name, it means that I've forgotten her and uh, she won't come through to see me anymore. And I, I said to this woman, no, 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 absolutely not. That's not how it works. So I also like to debunk a lot of um, what is incorrect information, not just as a medium. I'm a medium who lost a child. So I know firsthand. I communicate with Jack. I talk to Jack. Um, he shows me all around the afterlife. And it's, it's just been absolutely incredible. And then to be able to share that information with other mothers it's just absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. I just absolutely love it. And through my work as a medium, I love to give child loss a voice. It's like people don't want to talk about it. It's like, oh God, that's so uncomfortable. They don't know what to say. And this is something that I love to share with people. You don't have to have magic words to say. There isn't a magic elixir that, you know, I'm expecting someone to say to me or anything out of the ordinary that I'm, I'm expecting people to do for me. It's just, just even a simple, I'm sorry for your loss. That's it. I see the look on people's faces, you know, oh my God, it's like they're horrified. I didn't know you lost a child. It's just, there is, there's some weird stuff that goes around <laughs> with, you know, I'm not sure what it is. It's like people just feel so uncomfortable with um, child loss, with the death of a child. They just do. And um, it is an unmistakable pain. And I'm living proof that you can work your way through it. So I'll share with you the story of the angel 
Um, I've shared this on other podcasts and, and radio shows and interviews that I've done. Um, but I just, you know, my guides were, were adamant that I share it tonight. Um, if any of you haven't heard the story before, and those of you who have, I apologize. No, I don't. I just, um, I know that you're enjoying being in the sacred space because your child is right there with you as you're here listening to this, whenever you listen to this. So as I said, when I lost Jack, I just went into shock. You know, if you're familiar with the stages of grief and this varies from, I've, I've chatted with so many different experts around the world and, you know, they all say something a little different. And so what I know from what I went through after losing Jack, it was shock. It was anger, um, intense sadness, like depression. I was bartering. I was bargaining. Maybe if I'd done this, maybe if I'd done that. Um, and there were, there were just all these different things. And then I found that that loss would ping pong back to the other losses that I had. So some days I felt like I was like literally taken out by a tsunami. I was just grieving and my heart was just so heavy. Um, and it had been a few years and I just, I wasn't the same person anymore. You're just, you're not the same person after losing a child or children. You're not the same person as you were before the loss. You're just not, it's impossible. You, you grow, you shift, you change you. It's like you evolve into a new version of you. I like to think of it as an enhanced version of you. You're 2.0. I'm Shauna 2.0. I'm more fabulous. I'm more resilient. Um, I'm more powerful. I'm more loving. I'm just more, there's more of me. And I believe that that's from Jack helping me to heal and grieve and, and work through the loss and to be able to have a relationship with him to this day. He's my sweetheart. So it had been two, three years after I lost Jack and I was just, I was guided to connect with this, this wonderful woman. Her name is Laurel. She lives in California and she does angel readings. So somehow I found her Facebook group and on the Facebook group, um, she was giving a message at the, at the beginning of, of the, the Facebook live. I think it was, she was talking about, you know, the different collective energies and what was going on and, you know, the messages from the angels. And then she said, I don't know who needs to hear this but someone needs to hear that it's time to start shifting the narrative. It's time to start working through your pain and your loss because there's more for you to experience with life. And as soon as she said it, I started bawling and I knew that that was for me. And um, I immediately went to her website and booked a session with her. I think it took like a week or two to get in. It was amazing that I could get in that quickly with her. And of course you look back now and you can see the divine planning at play there. <laughs> so um, I went, went online, booked the session. And the first thing she said was, Shauna, have you talked to Jack? And I said, no, I can't hear him. I can't feel him. I can't see him. It's like, he's gone. I, I don't understand what happened. And she said, he's not gone. He's not gone. And she said, look up. So I looked up and in the corner of the room was this incredible, beautiful angel. She had this long blonde hair and she was just absolutely stunning. And she was, she had this, this knowing smile on her face. That's the only way I can describe it. And she was walking in the room, holding hands with a little boy. I would have been about three. And 
I just instantly broke down. The tears started and I just started crying. And my Jack ran over to me and he was like, mama, it's me. It's me, mom. It's me. It's Jack. And I just felt his love fill me up and wrap around me. And to this day, it, it, it makes me emotional because, you know, it was just, it was such a profound life-altering moment in my world. She literally gave me my life back that day. She did. She did. Um, it was like for the first time in three years, I can fully breathe again. It's like this missing part of my heart was put back in place. Um, it's like that connection with him was reestablished. It was stronger. It was unbreakable. And all of that love was still there. It was still there. And it was the most beautiful experience. And it was from that moment that I, I started to grieve him. And I mourned him. And then I finally came to a place where I was able to accept that he wasn't here in the physical, but that I still had a relationship with him. It was a, it was a new relationship. It was different. It was, you know, connecting with him, hearing his laugh and, and seeing him, we would, we would have this, this game where he would come and sit and say, count my freckles, count the freckles on my nose, count the freckles on my cheeks. And he was just the sweetest, the sweetest little being that he's my boy. He's my Jack. No one can take that from me. He's my son. I will never stop talking about him. I will never stop sharing the love that he is. Um, and in creating the program, it was so cool. He would come in and he would, he would give me his two cents about the program and um, what was important for moms to experience. And um, it was just, it was amazing. And, you know, I, I did a, uh, I had Chelsea Ola Miller on the show and I had the pleasure of being on her show. Um, and we talked about the legacy. What is the legacy that, what is the legacy that you would like to create for your child to let people know that their soul was here. Their soul was an integral part of everything that is, and that it's not something that's going to be forgotten not in a million years. And um, that's what I know firsthand uh, is that love never dies. That love, all of that love for Jack was there. It came flooding back to me that day and his love from the other side and that connection helped me to work through my grief and the mourning and to eventually accept that I have a new relationship with him. And would I do anything right now to have him here in the physical? Oh, with, a, Yeah. Absolutely. But that isn't what's real. That isn't what's now. And that love never dies. So the love from your child or children on the other side, that love is all still there. And it is just such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful experience to be able to watch that mother connect, to be able to know that she feels that child. There's a, a mom I read for a few weeks ago. And um, sometimes I'm guided to um, do a quick meditation and cross that 
that mother over. I, I cross them over the rainbow bridge to experience their child. They are at such a loss and they are so stuck, but I want them to feel their child. And just the look on her face, she said she could just feel his energy. It was him. It was just, she said it felt like he was in the room with her. And I said, yes, that's him. And that is so beautiful. And so just to know that that's possible, you know, I'm not, and I'm not here to convince people that mediumship is real or, you know, it, you need to come to terms with what that looks like for you on an individual basis. And what I know is true in my heart is that mediumship is real, <laughs> absolutely real. And that I can connect with my son, Jack, and it's a beautiful blessing, beautiful blessing. So love never dies. It doesn't. It's just in a different form. Two, something else that I've learned since the loss of Jack is no matter how long it's been, I'm still triggered from time to time. I'm still triggered from time to time. It's, I don't. I don't think that it's ever something that you fully 100,000% get over. It's just, it's just, we learn a different way of, of being with it. And he would have been nine this year. Uh, there was, I was at an event, I want to say about a month ago here in Calgary. And I went outside to, went outside to, uh, just check my, check my voicemail really quick and have a snack and sit in the sun. And I looked up and there was this little boy and um, he kept running by me. And every time he'd run by me, it's almost like, it was almost like time stood still. And he would, he would run by me really slow and go, hi. And come in really close and he had these big blue eyes and he had all these freckles sprinkled across his nose and his cheeks. And he just, he kept running by saying, watch me, watch me. And he was there with his dad and his dad was like, come on, we have to go. We have to go. And this little guy was like, no, no, I'm, we're not going yet. Are you watching? Are you watching? And he kept going down the slide and I kept giving him a thumbs up and smiling. And he kept, he kept running over to me and he would stop and like I said, it's like time stood still. He would stop, lock eyes with me. And in that moment, I felt my son, Jack. It happened about five times. And I just, I, just, I just sat there bewildered. And I felt my heart overflow. I was fighting back tears. I remember sitting there thinking, oh, thank God I've got sunglasses on. <laughs> Um, yeah, it, I could feel Jack's essence come through that little boy that day. It was such a beautiful gift. And when his dad finally convinced him to leave, he turned as they walked away, he turned and he waved and I waved. And I just, I had to sit there for about 10, 15 minutes after and just whew, kind of recalibrate. Cause yeah, I would give anything to have Jack in a physical body where I could hold him and just, you know, have him sit with me, show him things, watch him grow up, watch him 
step into who he is, share the gifts that he brought to the world, of course, even just to watch him play. I just, I would, I would give anything. So I finished up the day and then I got home. We had dinner, settled in for our evening. I thought, oh, I need, I'd like to go have a bath. I'm going to go have a bath. And as soon as I was by myself, the tears fell. They did. And like I said, he, he would have been nine this year. So it's, it does get easier, but it's still there sometimes. And, and that's okay. Um, I've learned just to grieve it. And then of course, he's so cute. Um, that night I was, I got, you know, got tucked into bed and, you know, we were, we were reading in bed, my, my sweetheart and I, and, um, I, I felt this, this little hand come over and touch my hand. And I looked over and there was Jack. Yeah. And I said, he said, did you, did you see me today? I was there. Yeah. I did. I saw you. And I just thanked him. I said, thank you for coming to see me. I got to see you play. And it was the most beautiful thing ever. And so what I know is that no matter how long it's been, I still get triggered. I also know that there is a possibility that our children can somehow energetically come through other children that are here in the physical. And so if you have the opportunity to have that experience, oh my God, it's, it's amazing. It's just, it's just, it's just a moment in time that is so powerful and so profound. I, I, my wish is for, for each and every one of you to experience that experience it, you know, whether, whether or not you, you had a miscarriage or stillborn or your, your child was older when they crossed over, whatever that looks like for you. My wish is that you, you're able to experience their essence through another child, no matter how old they were, because it's, it's beautiful. It, it, it's happened before where I've experienced um, my crossover loved ones, their essence through other people. Um, if you've ever seen the movie Ghost, that's usually homework. I usually give that as homework to people um, who come and uh, learn mediumship with me. Um, in the movie, I won't I won't give away all of it, but it's um, Patrick Swayze, Demi Moore, and Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg is a medium, and she allows um, Patrick Swayze's character to come in through her body. And so that his wife can experience him or his partner can experience him. I don't think they were married in the movie. Anyway, it's possible. Everything is energy. Everything is energy. Something else that I've learned since losing Jack is that heartache and joy can coexist. Absolutely coexist. And it's... There would be days where, and I've shared this story before. I don't think I wore mascara for a year. You know, after I, I connected with Jack that day with Laurel, 
I cried every day. I cried every day. And I didn't wear mascara because I didn't want to look like a raccoon. And I cried every day. Some days it would be as soon as I was alone for the day, I would cry or I would drive out to the mountains and I would cry all the way out there. And then when I got to the mountains, I would just sit and replenish, recalibrate. There were times that I would just start crying and it just, it's like, it would just be like this, this, oftentimes I call it a pocket of grief, but it would just be like, again, it's like, it would come out of nowhere. It would just be like, oh, it's here again. And it was almost like the elephant in the room. Um, But there were also moments of incredible joy after I made the connection with Jack that day. um, I started to feel such joy in my heart again. There was such excitement and joy um, knowing that this soul was connected to me, knowing, knowing that this soul was my son. There was just this incredible joy that I felt. And I started to feel it again after I made that connection with Jack that day. Just I would just kind of get giddy, just kind of get giddy and excited whenever he would be around, especially when I found heart rocks. Whenever I found a heart rock, I'd just be like, it's him. I would just feel this intense joy fill my heart. And that was because of my Jack. That was that was the joy. And knowing that I'll always be Jack's mom, always. And that it's like, I gave myself permission. I gave myself permission to grieve and mourn him and have the ugly cry and have all of that. And I also started to enjoy life again. I started to find meaning and little things to celebrate and be grateful for. And it was just amazing. It was, there were days where my entire day was filled with heartache. And then there were like little sprinkles of joy every now and again. One of the things I used to always ask my angels, I'd say, angels, give me something to laugh about so hard that I cry. I'm going to ask right now for some of those. I haven't asked for those for a while, but you know, you just laugh so hard that you kind of snort and you cry and it's so ridiculous. You just can't stop laughing that. And I would like, it would, it was usually on like, like Facebook or TikTok or something. I would, I would get down some rabbit hole with ridiculous memes or videos. And it was just so absurd, but laughter Laughter connects us with our true self. Laughter connects us with our soul, our spirit, our essence, and it raises our vibration. So what I found was that in time, I experienced more joy and happiness in my day. It wasn't, it started to sort of flip. At first it was 100% heartache. Then it was like maybe 5% joy and 10% joy. And then there was one day, um, I used to go for a walk every day down at Bonus Park here in Calgary. It's right along the river. It's beautiful. And I went for a walk and I finished my walk and I sat there and I had my coffee 
And I realized I hadn't cried that day. And what I felt instead was joy and gratitude that Jack was okay. He was growing up in heaven and that I could connect with him and experience him. And that it was okay that I'm not, I'm not defined by the heartache. I'm not defined by losing Jack. It doesn't define me as a woman, as a person, as a mother. It's just, it's a part of my heart. It's a part of my story. It's a part of me, my experience here. And I, I choose to focus on the joy now. I choose to focus on happy things. I was at, where was I? I was at the store the other day. I can't remember if it was Walmart or I don't know. I went to the store the other day and I used to buy, um, I used to buy my daughter, Emma, the cutest little shoes, the cutest outfits. Oh my God. She was oftentimes, she was dressed better than I was half the time. Um, the cutest outfits and the cutest little shoes. And I, I walked into the store and there was this display with all these little baby shoes and they were just absolutely adorable. And I looked at the little girl shoes and I thought, oh my God, I just, I remembered dressing Emma and how sweet she was. It was just, it was so adorable. These outfits were just ridiculous. So cute, cuteness overload. And then I saw the little boy shoes and I started to tear up because I thought, oh, I would have loved to have put his little feet in those shoes and dressed him. And I kind of went into that and I thought, no, no, I'm not going into that. I'm not, I'm not. Jack lives on in my heart. Love never dies. And it's okay that I get triggered every now and again, but I focus on joy. I'm focusing on happiness. Jack's essence as he's growing up in heaven is pure joy and pure love. And that's what I continue to focus on because I bring more of it into my world and I hope that you can do the same thing eventually in time, depending on where you are with your grief, depending on where you are with your loss. Something else that I learned since the loss of Jack is that, and I mentioned this earlier, that I'm not the same person I was before I lost Jack. I'm not. Losing Jack literally brought me to my knees there was, I had no, uh, I had no reference point for any of that. Uh, there wasn't anyone in my world at that time that had lost children. Um, or if there were, they didn't talk about it. I didn't have a support group. I didn't have, I just didn't feel like I had the support to help me through it. I just, yeah, I, I found for several years, I was a shell of the old version of me. I just, nothing really brought me joy. I was just in this deep pit of sorrow and sadness and heartache and heartbreak. I just felt utterly hopeless. There were days where I thought, I don't want to be here without Jack. I don't want to be on this planet. And then I put all my focus on my daughter. That was the only thing I could do. And my work. And just taking care of my family, I just had to stay busy. I had to continue to find meaning in my life, find a reason to get up. And 
it was very difficult. I remember we were moving and um, I found my box of all of Jack's things. Um, yeah, like I had outfits and toys and books and Emma's big sister t-shirt and yeah, just, I found that box and I couldn't look at it. I just, I closed it up and I just, just put it away, just put it in the back of the storage space. I just, I couldn't even look at it. And I evolved and changed and became a completely different version of myself, completely different, like grief and loss and mourning. It, it changes you. Um, it does. I believe it changes us for the better. And again, that, that's not, that's not minimizing anyone's loss by any means, not whatsoever. Um, but what I know from my own experience, and again, counseling and reading for thousands of women over the years, is that we can find meaning again, and happiness and joy. And it's okay that we're, we're stepping into this new version of us. It doesn't mean that we're going to forget our child. It doesn't mean that we're not honoring the loss. What it means is that we are growing and healing and shifting. And I believe that we have to, to be able to come to a place where we reconcile and accept that our child isn't here in the physical. We accept that. And it's like getting to know new, new versions of us. It's like getting to know, um, it's like getting to know a new us. And at first it was kind of discombobulating, to be honest. It was like, what's going on? This is crazy. But now it's, I like this version. She's been through hell and back. This version, who? This version has been through hell and back. And it's all the people that judged me, they can go bite it. All the people that minimized my loss or made inappropriate comments, they can also go bite it. And what I know, what I know for sure is that it was a catastrophic loss. And it's not something that I would wish on anyone. It isn't. It's, you know, it's put me, it's put me in a group that I didn't want to be a part of. I never thought I would be a part of the group of you know, parents around the world that have lost children. It's not something that I ever, ever thought I would be a part of, but I am. And I am so grateful to have met and experienced all the incredible women and fathers, mothers and fathers um, who have lost children, who have been vulnerable enough to share their loss and their stories and and share the joy and, and share their children. I think that that is just such a beautiful gift is to continue to share our children with the world, whatever that looks like. I share Jack through the program, through the podcast, through my stories, my writing, I share him, I share his essence. And my, my wish is that for each and every one of you that you find a way to share your child's essence. I do, even if it's just talking about them, remembering them, just 
they're a part of you. That energy comes through you. So sometimes I'm around, um, I'll know when, when Jack's energy is around because other, other children just can't get enough of me. It's like, they just, they're, they're all over me. They're like wanting to tell me all their stuff and they're wanting to share things and show me things. It's the cutest thing ever. And that's because Jack's energy is around. It's like, it magnetizes children and Jack continues to open me up to more resiliency, unconditional love, forgiveness. Um, and just really holding him close. He's just, it's just in a different way. And I wouldn't want to be the woman I was before Jack because this woman is badass. This woman is badass. And to be able to endure such pain and to come out the other side of it and create a life that I love, surrounded by people I love, and I have my Jack, I wouldn't give it up. I wouldn't give it up to be that old version of me. I can't. It's like, it's like trying to go back and fit in a place that you don't fit. I don't know if you've ever seen this, but Avon, they used to have this, this toy for children. It was like this ball, this plastic ball, and you could pull either side of it and open it. And it had all these different shapes cut out around it, like circles, square, um, rectangle, all these different shapes. And children needed to put the corresponding shape in the right, the right opening. And then when they were all inside, you could open it and start over again. So it's like, it's like, I can't go back and be that version of me because she doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. And that's okay. And that's okay. And it's, you know, as Marie Forleo always says, everything is figure outable. That's what I said for that year that I grieved and mourned Jack everything is figure outable. I'm going to figure this out. Everything is figure outable. Everything is figure outable. Mm -hmm. The fifth thing that I wanted to share with you is that I've learned since losing my son is that suffering is a choice. Suffering is a choice that our minds are so powerful. Our mind is so powerful that when I didn't think that my heart would ever heal. I didn't think that I would ever experience joy in my life again. I didn't think that I could ever get over the pain, not in a million years. And it was after connecting with Jack that day that things started to shift and change, that things started to open up for me. And it was one of the, one of the beautiful people I, I met through my, my grief um, journey uh, that said to me, she said, suffering is a choice. You can choose to suffer or you can choose to find joy and meaning and purpose and love and laughter in your life again. And it's almost like at first I felt guilty. It's like, no, I lost a child. I'm supposed to suffer. I'm not supposed to be happy and joyous. That doesn't go together. But yes, I learned that heartache and joy coexist and that's perfectly normal, but I really, really had to make a choice 
to move on from suffering. I don't, I don't, suffering is a choice. And once I started to get my head around that, things started to lighten up for me even more. It was like, hmm, okay. All right. What are the facts? What's true? It's true that I lost my son. That's a fact. And it's true that I can choose to focus on that loss and how devastating it feels, or I can start to reach towards something beautiful again. I can start to choose something different. And some days it was easier said than done. There were some days where I thought, screw it. I'm going to suffer all day. It's how I feel. I'm angry, angry that my child isn't here. I'm angry at God. I'm angry at everybody. And there were some days that I felt like that quite a few days in the beginning. But then after a while, it was like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. There has to be more for my life. I know that God has a plan for my life. I know that he has a plan for my life. I didn't, I didn't come all this way to be on this planet and have it end like this. This, this isn't the end for me. Yes, I lost a child. And yes, I'm going to find a way through this. And it was interesting because when I made that choice, for something more. I wasn't sure what it looked like. And it was, you know, I'm, I talked to my angels and my guides all the time. I said, you guys need to help me bring me the means, the money, the time, the resources, the people, the experiences, the books, whatever I need to help me to rebuild my life. Because that's really what we're doing. So we have to do, we have to rebuild our life because we're not the same people anymore. Our children aren't coming back into the physical so what are the facts? What's true? And how can I make this transition into this new life as easy as possible? What can I do to actually have fun with it and enjoy it? Is that possible? Yeah. So suffering is a choice. And yes, some days are easier than others. And I have read for families that have had horrific, horrific, horrific loss with their children. Absolutely heartbreaking. Oh, there are, to this day, there are still sessions that I, um, I finish up and at the end of it, I'm, I'm drying my eyes because there's just such loss and pain and confusion and just so much that's inter intertwined with the loss of these children. And each and every loss is important. It's a soul's light that isn't here in the physical but we can still connect with that soul's light. We can still channel it through us. It can be channeled through other people, other, other children. We can still experience our children. And that is my hope for each and every one of you listening, that if you haven't already, that you can experience your child. You can feel their energy. You can feel their love. You can, it's like this effervescent flowing of champagne bubbles in my heart whenever Jack comes in. It's like, Everything's right in my world when I feel him with me. Of course, would I, I would give anything to have him run up and wrap his arms around me and feel him in the physical, smell him. You know how kids smell like outside. I would love that. Absolutely love it to hold his little hand. But I know that I can do all of that energetically. I can do it in my mind, in my heart. So there you have it. Five things I've learned since the loss of my son. And if you are curious about connecting with your son or daughter on the other side, I offer one-on-one -on -one readings and coaching. And I also have my program, 
Growing Up in Heaven. You can find all of that on my website at livealifeyoulove.org, all spelled out, livealifeyoulove.org. And I'm going to send all of your children home with you, back with you. Energetically, they're all going with you. Wherever you are, whenever you listen to this, place your hand over your heart and close your eyes and just breathe in their essence, their energy. I send you mountains of love. Bye for now. 